on the field, inside the clubhouse, and everything in between. This is Brewers Weekly. Here's Greg Metzik. Well, that was fun, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. If after game one against the Dodgers, you would have told me the Brewers would split the series with the Dodgers, I would have said, that seems like a tall tale, but... If they could do it, I think they would be satisfied. Are you satisfied with a split? Brewers get a win today, 5-3 over the Dodgers. They take 2-4 of four in the series. Are you satisfied with a split against the best team in the National League? 855-616-1620 is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Greg Matzik, Dom Contronio with you. For about an hour, Dom, you were at the game today, and it felt like a playoff atmosphere throughout the series, so it was fun to be a part of that. Uh, just being at the ballpark, it, you start to soak in the atmosphere as much as you do the action on the field. That's a good win. That's a really good win today. You like to get it with Corbin Burns on the mound anytime he takes the mound, but that's a solid performance today. Huge win, huge weekend coming up here against the Cubs because you want to avoid that letdown against your rivals after this intense four-game set. It's always going to feel like a playoff atmosphere when you're playing the best record in baseball, but there's also the baggage, of course, of 2018 and Chris Taylor making another epic play in the extra innings games. That brought in some demons from Game 7 in 2018, so I thought there was a lot of energy in the ballpark this week. For a Monday through Thursday series, it was uh, jumping. It felt like October, and shoot, Corbin Burns looked great for a few innings in, in today's game, and then you also saw Devin Williams, a traditional save opportunity, show his energy, show his emotion. Finally, a week that the Brewers can chalk him, say, you know what, this is where we were playing better and still left some out there, but a split, everybody should be happy with. Do you feel satisfied with a split with the Dodgers? And the Brewers lost ground in the NL Central Division. They're kind of holding steady in the wild card race. Uh, Padres and Phillies both off tonight, so Brewers pick up a half game with the win. In case you missed it, here's how it all went down. It's Brewers Rewind. Corbin Burns on the mound for the crew. Lefty Andrew Heaney, your starting pitcher for the Dodgers. In the first, after Christian Yelich and Willie Adamas struck out, Andrew McCutcheon delivered. 3-2, and here it is. McCutcheon to left center and deep. Way back. Get up. Get up. Get way out of here and gone for McCutcheon. And the Brewers have the lead. Bob Uecker with the call. More McCutcheon in the third, this time with a runner on. 2 pitch. Swing and a fly ball, deep center, back, Bellinger, warning track wall, staring gone. Second one of the game for Andrew McCutcheon, it's a 3-0 Brewers lead. Jeff Levering in the booth today, 12th home run of the season for McCutcheon and the 19th multi-homer game of his career. Meanwhile, Corbin Burns sort of cruising along, got a little help from his friends defensively. 2-2 to Turner. Swing and ground ball. Could be two. Adamas to Wong to Hira. Double plays. 6-4-3. Inning over. Key sequence for the Brewers in the fifth inning. Christian Yellow struck out swinging to begin the bottom half of the frame. Willie Adamas then grounded out. Andrew McCutcheon struck out, but the ball got by the catcher. McCutcheon actually reached first base. Instead of a 1-2-3 inning for Heaney, he had to face Hunter Renfro. 1-2 pitch to left center and deep. Way back. Those proved to be key runs as the Dodgers' offense took flight in the sixth. 
Burns ran into a little trouble. A Will Smith single scored Trey Turner to make it 5-1. After retiring Max Muncy and Justin Turner, Gavin Lux delivered with two on and two outs. Swing and a drive to center, deep, warning track, leaping and off the glove of Tyrone Taylor. Two runs are going to score, and Gavin Lux strikes again. He winds up with a three-base hit. Tyrone Taylor is still down. Yeah, heck of an effort by Taylor to save a home run, bringing the ball back. He just connected with the wall, and the ball bounced out of his glove. Ended up being a triple for Lux. And that would be all for Burns. Enter Brad Boxberger in relief to shut the Dodgers' rally down. Here it is. Hey! Foul tip to then. Caratini hangs on for the strikeout. Orthopedic Associates of Wisconsin, there is a difference. And that's it. A pretty incredible day for the Brewers' bullpen. Boxberger was great relieving Burns. Taylor Rogers worked a seven-pitch seventh inning, clean as could be. Matt Bush, the same in the eighth. Enter Devin Williams for a save. After striking out Joey Gallo and Chris Taylor, Williams completed the trifecta. And the pitch. Hey! Struck him out swinging. He strikes out the side. And the Brewers get a split in this tough four-game series against the front-running Dodgers who came in here with the best record in all of baseball. 5-3 the final. Corbin Burns picks up the win. A couple of home runs for Andrew McCutcheon. One for Hunter Renfro. That produced all the Brewers' runs. They improved to 63-54. and Tied in the loss column with the Padres. Padres have just played more games than the Brewers. Three games up in the win column. Put it all together. The Brewers are a game and a half back of San Diego in the wild card race. Brewers play-by-play man, television play-by-play man, Brian Anderson joins us next. He's Dom Catronio. I'm Greg Matzik. This is Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. Five three, the final this afternoon. The Brewers split the series with the Los Angeles Dodgers. Pretty impressive all in all. Just an entertaining four-game series. Now it's off to Chicago to take on the Cubs for three, then out west to L.A. More with the Dodgers in a three-game series. Greg Matzik and Dominic Catronio with you. It is Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. We'll go to 9 o'clock and take your calls at 855-616-1620. That is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Before we do that, he was on the call today for Bally Sports Wisconsin. Our good friend Brian Anderson joins us on the program. Greetings, Brian. How you guys doing tonight? Do you have time you to? Are, uh, you're keeping it going here. Yeah, absolutely. Right, you get a win like that, you got to keep the good vibes going. I'm just wondering if you were able to sneak in a quick nine uh, after the game and before dinner. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Like I got straight on the bus and then drove in five o'clock drive time traffic <laughs> to Chicago. So just got to the hotel, getting ready for the series tomorrow. No, no nine holes for me. B.A., you kind of had your fortune teller hat on earlier today. You're kind of <laughs> trying to set up a few calls in this one. But, you know, let's go back to this game because with opportunities, with Andrew McCutcheon hitting a couple of home runs, you were trying to set up a third homer. We saw Hunter Renfro go uh, have a huge double. and The offense, albeit relying on the home run, it was timely enough. What were your takeaways from finally getting a split against a really good team? Yeah, that was important. You know, Andrew McCutcheon came up big in the first inning. Anytime the Brewers score early like that, and especially if they hit a home run, there's like a, I don't know, you can just sense a release valve offensively. I think the Brewers put a lot of pressure on themselves nightly. 
to score, and they know how good their pitching staff is. Their offense, I think, at this point of the season, they kind of know who they are. And I think for the most part, as a collective, they don't want to be that kind of offense. They want to be known as a team that puts together good at-bats and can score runs, and we've seen windows of that. Uh, thinking about the Boston series would be a good example. But when they score, you know, we looked it up today, Dom and I, that when they score four more runs, they're 33 games over 500. So um, the pitching is rarely the issue. The I know the hater discussion was a, a major sports talk show topic for weeks and probably will be depending on how this year ends. But it's really the offense that has kind of forced the hand of David Stearns, Matt Arnold, Craig Council. And so now you're at the point where hopefully you can fight your way back in the race and get into a position where you're in the postseason. I do still hold the theory that if the Brewers can just make it in, uh, they're a really dangerous team. I mean, they are they are as good of a pitching staff that you could put out there in a three-game series and a five-game series. Uh, they're very dangerous. So I think um, I think that's the goal: is just see if you can survive long enough, get through this window, and then and then uh, you know get to the point where you're a playoff team. But I, you know, long answer to your question is the offense is carrying a heavy burden because they know that if this ball club doesn't make it to the postseason, it will be because of the offense. B.A., I'm convinced the Cardinals aren't going to lose a game for the rest of the season. I just don't feel like they're going to. On that kind of a roll, we've seen that before. Uh, I, I realize it's a crystal ball question here, but is 90 wins where you need to be? Oh, man, I don't know. I saw, I've, I've never been good about the you know the number of wins because it you never know what it's going to take and i think um i think in this scenario for a division um you know that's a that's a good number i think 90 gets you in for sure but i actually i think it'll be less than that to get into the postseason with the added wild card team um the cardinals are not going to keep up this pace um what you hope is uh, this may feel a little bit like 2011 when the Cardinals, remember the Brewers went into St. Louis, they were red hot. I know it's 11 years ago. Dom was like eight years old. <laughs> I remember. Easy. Happened, but, uh, the, the, the Brewers were red hot in August. And, and remember the infamous Niger Morgan waving the Cardinals goodbye, uh, just kind of kissed them goodbye. And, and it was kind of exactly what's happening now in reverse where, the Brewers were smoking hot. They went in there. They, I think they swept them or took the series from them. And, you know, obviously the Cardinals made it in, in a wild card, and then they won the World Series, you know, and beat the Brewers in the NLCS. So I know it feels like it's the most important thing now, and it's really cool and it's fun to get lost in, believe me. But there's so many games left, and so much is going to happen over these next um, six weeks, you know, and, and I would even say that the way this team plays with a lot of the low-scoring games, it, it's really going to be just a torture chamber <laughs> to be a fan. It already is, but it's going to feel like these excruciating losses and these thrilling wins, and then you get done with a series, and now you're like, dang, that was, uh, wow, to, to split with the Dodgers, even though the Cardinals won. I think today was, I mean, we talked about it on the air today. Um, in my opinion the way the game unfolded, this was a real turning point for the Brewers. If they 
make it to the postseason, this will be one of the games that we'll need to look at, you know, if you're doing your imaginary highlight video of a season. This is going to be a, a chapter because they had all their pieces, the new acquisitions, the bullpen did their job, they got to the finish line against the Dodgers, and they won a tough game. And so uh, that was a really important day today, I, I believe, in, uh, in hopefully what will be a postseason year for the Brewers. You look at the last week for the Brewers, B.A., and you see a two-game sweep over Tampa Bay. You win all four games head-to-head with the Rays, who are you know right there in the hunt for the American League playoffs. Then you had a chance to win all three games in St. Louis, three great games over the weekend. And then finally, here you split against the Dodgers. What I'm leading to is how do you keep the energy up against a team like the Cubs, who... They actually kept their stars in Wilson Contreras and Ian Happ. They're still able to swing it. Patrick Wisdom, Wrigley's always a tough place to play. To la- for lack of a better term, to use like a football term, this feels like a trap series. How do you keep the energy up for, for the Cubs this weekend? Yeah, I think the being at Wrigley always brings a little bit of that extra vibe, extra energy. It's a really cool place to play. And, you know, it's just the Cubs and Brewers. It's a weekend. It's kind of we're running out of summer days. So it's going to be crowded. Uh, there's going to be it's going to be loud. I don't think that's going to be a problem at all. I mean, you know, every day it just it all depends on how you're pitching, really. And if you are in a game, then um, you know everybody wants to win. Everybody like has the same idea, and almost I, I kind of almost would like to see some of the offensive players back off a little bit. You know, I think they're carrying, like I said, a lot of extra burden, and I almost would would like them to see them chill <laughs> a little bit more because there is uh, so many games. This is not a game that you can try harder in. And, you know, everybody has that want to. It's not like football where you can just go harder and get yourself pumped up and fired up. And Craig Council is not giving motivational speeches. That's not the way the game of baseball works. I know you guys both know this. Um, but you just kind of got to let it play out. And when you catch that heater, when you catch that wave, then you ride that wave and try to stay present to that wave when things are going well. The Brewers have been in a few already this year. Um, you know, how they started uh, the second half was really good, and I think they've been in those those pockets this season, and I think they can get back there again. Like, I fully expect a, a winning streak of some sort to happen, and when you're looking at Brewers-Cardinals for the division, Brewers-Cardinals, Padres-Phillies, kind of all in that wild-card mix, uh, those are the teams that, like, one of those teams and maybe two are going to catch a heater at some point. And the Brewers, not playing well, but hanging in there. Hopefully they'll be that team. What are you doing tonight, B.A.? A little bourbon and Netflix? Go for a little stroll no, in the town? No, what are you no. doing? You know what I did? Speaking of, I went on Amazon Prime, and I watched the uh, the Nolan Ryan documentary that my buddy Reed Ryan, who's Nolan's son, uh, he was the executive producer of that, along with Reese, his brother, and man, it was great. It brought back so many memories of my like formative years. And there's some Milwaukee ties in this documentary. Uh, of course, Nolan Ryan had his, uh, you know his seventh no hitter against the Toronto Blue Jays, and uh, had some famous moments at County Stadium, five thousand strikeout and whatnot, three thousand strikeout against in the Astrodome. Like those are my teams. And Dom's dad was a broadcaster in a lot of those years, both Houston and Texas. So. It was really cool, man. I had a great time. I watched it and uh, just reminisced about my middle school and high school days when I started to just worship the man, Nolan Ryan, and then being able to get to know him like I did 
um, when I was a minor league announcer in the Texas League and uh, seeing a lot of friends on the documentary. It was really, really cool. I, I had a blast watching that kind of rekindled some of my old, old school childhood love for baseball. The reason I'm still sitting here at 51 years old uh, working in this game. Yeah, I echo that with especially Reed Ryan, who did a great job on that, and hearing Milo Hamilton on it, too. Obviously, my dad worked with Milo, so it's uh, it's kind of full circle for me as well. Cool to see that documentary. I agree. Yeah, I, I loved it. I thought it was great, but otherwise, I'm just here in my room. I've been going pretty hard at it, so it's it's like a night to chill and you know catch up with some family, and then uh, we'll get after it tomorrow. we got three day games, so. Well, do you want us to order you some food? We, we can get something sent to no. you. No, I'm uh, I'm I'm done eating for the day. You sure? Okay. We oh. asked Dom what asked Dom about that massive nacho spread oh we had God. in the booth. Oh, one of the goodness. most impressive. Chef Lauren Rue. We always owe Chef Lauren Rue. It was like you think nachos in a helmet. Yeah. Like, this yeah. is not that. Okay. No. <laughs> this is like a pizza box. <laughs> it's like trash can nachos. Beyond that, right? It, it was. It, uh, and then it was incredible. It was like it had like pulled pork on it. it oh was man. Most incredible thing i've ever eaten in my life and uh it sustained me i'm good i'm good for like maybe three days okay it sounds like a time for a nap ea i appreciate you man we're looking forward to the uh the series this weekend in chicago and uh, if nothing else maybe the brewers can get back on the sunny side of the wild card business good stuff tonight my yeah. friend we'll talk to you soon all right talk to you guys later yeah you bet uh brian anderson always does a great job we thank him for joining us on the program tonight five three the final today we'll get to your calls coming up in just a moment here at 855-616-1620 also i have you noticed this trend visiting team reporters coming to miller park american family field whatever you want to call it and getting beat up by bernie's slide we've got it for you after this on wtmj back with more brewers weekly after this Brewers split a four-game series with the Dodgers. It's off to Chicago. Team is already at their hotel. Wrigley Field, the side of a three-game series. All the games will start at 120 and can be heard here on 620 WTMJ. Doug on the text line says, Greg, I'm very satisfied with the series against the Dodgers. Proves they can play with the Dodgers in the playoffs, but will they make the playoffs? That's the problem right now. Be a shame if they don't because Burns and Woodruff are certainly dangerous. It's what B.A. alluded to as well, Dom, and I think it's what we've known all year. You know, The offense that is sort of intermittent, I don't think anything's going to change. You're going to have some power surges and some guys will get hot here and there, but you know, collectively, this is not a, a six-run-a-game kind of team. They're built to shut down opposing teams' bats. And I think you saw today, and really in this series, how the Brewers can be a fit for any other team in the postseason. And, and when you talk about, oh, you're going to face elite pitching in the postseason, the Brewers are going to need to find more offense. Well, I look at it from the other end of that spectrum of saying, well, what happens when teams with elite offenses suddenly have to figure out what to do when they get shut down. The Brewers have a dangerous offense because they have two things that everybody wants in the postseason. Number one, they have amazing pitching, both starting and relievers. And number two, they can hit home runs at any point in their lineup. They are not relying on one guy coming up to say, you go hit a home run. Why are the Astros so dominant in the American League? It's because they have everybody in that order that can hit a home run. Why are the Braves so dominant? Because everybody in that order can hit a home run. 
The Brewers, they got three guys over 20. Urias can pop one at any given moment. Wong can pop one at any given moment. We saw Yelich pop one all of a sudden. He may not be, you know, 2019 Christian Yelich anymore. But what I see is a team that it is the middle of this order can certainly kind of freak out some teams of that, hey, you got Rowdy Tellez right there in the middle. Then you got Adamas batting two-hole. He can always pop one as well. Renfro, Brasso off the bench can hit a pinch hit homer. Tyrone Taylor, there are options. And, of course, Keston Hira, if he gets hot at the right time heading into October, that's how you become a legend. Eddie Rosario was the NLCS MVP last year. I don't think anybody saw that coming. Don't forget, I mean, you just need one hot week, and it can really make the rest of your life and make sure you never buy another beverage in the city that you're playing for. 855-616-1620. Doug in Baraboo joins us. Thanks for holding, Doug. You're on WTMJ. Yeah, good evening, Greg and Dom. Uh, I, I was lucky. I, I got the two games this week, Tuesday night and this, this afternoon, and uh, uh, what two great games they were. Uh, thanks, Greg, for keeping the uh, the Brewers weekly. My comment was I really enjoyed today uh, sitting on the third base side watching Burns pitch to Freeman. Boy, what the intensity and competitiveness that uh, they show when they're going after each other or going against each other, I should say. It's like, it's like, you know, and, and Freeman, the way he holds the bat like that and he, and he's staring at Burns and, and Burns staring in and he's, you know, hitting his hair and that type of thing. And it's like, uh, you know, uh, Freeman's like a barracuda there and Burns like, like with a spear. And it's just, uh, for me, it's just a thrill to see probably arguably maybe one of the best uh, hitters in baseball and one of the best, pitchers in baseball going after each other. Really enjoyed that today. That's what it's all about, though, Dom, right? Thanks for the call, Doug, and the kind words. That's what you want to see, and that's that's why this series felt like a postseason series, because that's a World Series lineup that the Brewers faced. Yeah, and the pitching is is pretty good, right? They're buoyed more by the lineup than they are their pitching, the Dodgers, but the Dodgers pitched fine in this series, and we know how the Brewers are going to get from point A to point B. That's what it should feel like now. Like, like, from here on out, that's what games should feel like at American Family Field. Yeah, games matter now. You know, you, yes, there is still technically time in the season, but with only a little more than a month of the season to go, and every divisional game is going to be big. You've got four more with the Cardinals. You've got three more next week with these Dodgers. So you're not done with these atmosphere, you know, stay up late, hang on every single pitch type games. Looking at the at-bats by Freddie Freeman today, you see a line out to left field, so the other way. You see a line out to center field, right up the middle against Burns. And then the single he had that drove in a run in that big sixth inning that they finally got to Burns, that was on the ninth pitch of the at-bat. It was great at-bat. So That's to Doug's a great point, at-bat. It, it is the best versus the best. You're not going to strike him out every time. Yes, Corbin won two of the rounds, but Freddie, he won the last round and also got to pack a little heavier of a punch, driving in a run with his base hit. It, it also goes to show you what happens when you see a guy three times, and when an elite hitter like Freddie Freeman gets three cracks at you, it's very hard to keep him down three consecutive play appearances against the same guy, and that lineup is full of guys like that. I do want to say one thing. A thank you to Doc, to Dave Roberts, manager of the Los Angeles Dodgers. The reason why I say thank you, thanks for benching Mookie Betts today. Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> yeah, was nice. there was a shot of him, uh, hey, I wonder if Mookie Betts is going to pinch it in the ninth inning. Nope. He's hanging out there, hat, you know, kind of just on the side of his head, wearing a hoodie, sunglasses on. Couldn't be bothering the world. It was a full day off for Mookie Betts. 
Appreciate that. Yeah, Thanks, Doc. Load management. There you go. You can <laughs> yeah. do that when you have over 80 wins yes, and it's the middle of August, no doubt. 855-616-1620. Got some comments from Craig Council. We will play back before we get to 9 o'clock. This is Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. It's Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. So if you notice this, Tom, uh, it, visiting TV reporters... Uh, and you're at the ballpark early enough, and, and so am I on occasion. And you'll see some stirring of activity around Bernie's slide. And like, oh, yep, looks like another TV shot. And once the game begins, that belongs to Bernie. That is Bernie's house. Don't go in Bernie's house during the game, unless you work for the Brewers. Uh, so I, I don't know if you saw this, and, and if you haven't, uh, you, you've not been paying attention to social media. So the Dodgers sideline reporter, David Vasig? Vasay. Vasay? Yes. So I, he gave this a crack, right? I, you're at American Family Field. You're going to do one of two things. You're going to run the sausage race, or you're going to slide down Bernie's slide. Well, I, the slide got the best of David. All right, here we go. Holy crap! Holy crap! Holy crap! Holy crap! Holy crap! Holy crap! Now, I, I don't know why, I, and that's Nomar garcia Par in the... The Dodgers broadcast crew just laughing. Yeah, Joe Davis. Uh, they just have uh, He's on a burlap, like a piece of burlap. You don't need to be on that going down this slide. You do. You actually don't go fast enough if you're just sitting on jeans or dress pants. Well, I don't know if you'd want to go. And that's the thing. <laughs> like, it's a part of the probably crashed into the wall. I, I swear, you can almost hear the crack. And oh, it's you not could. The mat. It's his ribs and his wrist breaking. But the best part of that clip. As they sold it perfectly. I've also never seen Joe Davis crack like that. I've known Joe Davis since 2015. He's the most polished as they come. He is really good at what he does. And to see him busting up laughing like that brought, you know, made me smile. But what really was the knockout to me was they're talking about it. They're laughing. They have the booth cam. And then they finally go down to David. And he's sitting there with a big old smile on his face, the cast in the air, microphone in the other hand. Hey, guys, like, oh, not a care in the world. Yeah, so he ends up breaking two bones in his right wrist, and he cracked six ribs. Like that. And you can see him, like, all of a sudden the expression changes on his face when he's laying there. And just like, what in the world just happened? It was supposed to be kind of a fun joyride, and it backfired. And how about the fun that the clubhouse had with him? Justin Turner and the guys go up there today and what you'll see, you'll see this all the time when a guy trips rounding the bases. The next is you the chalk line around oh, yeah. where they trip. So they did that That's for classic. David. They put a tape line on the padded wall, put DV and holy crap as he was calling <laughs> down the whole way. I loved it. David was a great sport about it. Uh, the entire uh, Dodgers media corps could not stop laughing about it yesterday. David Roberts couldn't stop laughing about it. it it made its rounds and talking about visiting media coming in here, the Apple TV Plus crew, they weren't spared either. Trisha Whitaker got a concussion from sliding down it. Yeah, so here's uh, here's Trisha going down, a friend of mine. She used to do TV in Green Bay. <laughs> oh. oh, my goodness. Uh, she played it off. Can you, can you can hear the moment where like everything just sort of goes rotten, right? It's a, at about the five second mark. You can just just listen for it. Here, here it comes. Oh, <laughs> that's good radio. Oh, that's good stuff. There, they cannot figure out the slide. Just put your hand, arms across, brace yourself for impact. Don't put any extremities out too far. Don't think you're going to brace yourself. There's a pad there for a reason. Amanda and Nicole know what they're doing when they're bringing tour guides up there. 
And I don't know if they just need to maybe take a chill right now, but there's something going on right now. But, hey, there's a reason they make you sign the waiver. More Brewers Weekly after this. Back with more Brewers Weekly after this. So are you satisfied with the splits with the Dodgers? Craig Matzik, Dom Catronio with you. It's Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. James on the south side. Appreciate you holding James. Welcome to the show. Yeah, um, okay. So the Brewers, um, you know, split uh, with the Dodgers and that today. And you guys are talking about making the playoffs and stuff with 90 games and 90 wins type of stuff. Will the, be, will the Brewers be able to, how do you say the word, win these 2-1, uh, two to, uh, you know, these close one-run game type of things going into the playoffs and stuff? It seems that they have been lucky to hit a home run or maybe get an error that'll, that'll, put a, that'll propel them to win in, in the uh, latter, uh, you know, last, last time up at bat or something like that. But are, are they playing on the edge to, to, to that extent? Will they, I mean, the pitching is doing good, but... Uh, these one-run games are gonna um, gonna probably bite them sooner or later, aren't they? Well, I, I'll I'll tell you this, James. No team has won more one-run games in the National League than the Brewers. They've also played like 39 one-run games, right? There's a You're lot exactly of, right. I was going to be devil's advocate there. Well, right. they're playing a lot of one-run games. They, they certainly are, right? So 39 one-run games. I and mean, look at today, right? 5-3, but it, it's a bit of a nail-biter, uh, although the bullpen was spectacular today. 23-16. and 16. That's the Brewers' record in one-run games. There, there's only two other teams in the National League that have 20 wins in one-run games. The Padres and the Marlins. So, I mean, it, it is a high-wire act. I mean, this is the show. We talked about this on Brewers Extra Innings the other night. It's why we can't grade wins, right? Lucky air, little bounce here, a bounce there. You hit a flare like Victor Caratini and two-run score. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares at this point? All the, it, It's just, just win, baby. Right? That's, just it's win. exactly what it is because you see in a game like today and really a series like this why the Brewers can be a dangerous team. I don't think they explode offensively all of a sudden and just sort of, you know, out of nowhere. But, man, get into the tournament and let that just sort of play out. And I know they strike out a lot, but they still lead baseball in pitches per plate appearance, and I can already hear people rolling their eyes right now. Like, oh, well, that doesn't produce runs, but it grinds down pitchers. It means in the playoffs you're giving your best at-bats, these stress, high-stress pitches. Starters don't go more than twice through the order in the postseason. And if the Brewers get in and have these type of grinded-out at-bats, they have chances to knock guys out sooner. And just to piggyback off the one-run point, when you just expand that game's decided by two runs or fewer, the Brewers also have the most wins with 34. They're 34 and 29 games decided by two runs or fewer. If you're above 500 in those situations, you're gaining games because... That these are the games that are literal coin flips. Literally, one swing of the bat could change everything. The Brewers are above 500. They're 34 and 29. Most wins in such games, thanks to their bullpen. And today was a great example of it. You know, and I think that's why some were, you know, frustrated by the Josh Hader trade because if you get into an extra inning situation, boy, it's really nice to have a reliever who can miss your bat, right? I mean, that that's what Josh Hader was, and and he's done it at a, a remarkable level uh, throughout his career. That's why he's a four-time All Star. Taylor Rogers had an incredible day today. Seven pitches, and he was through the lineup, right? And it was an amazing inning. He's not a miss-your-bat kind of guy as much as Hater. Very few in Major League Baseball history are. So that, that's where you start to wonder, like, it, can, you, can, you, can you survive the high-wire act without a guy like Josh Hader? It, it, today's a shining example of 
how the Brewers can get it done. And Matt Bush has earned himself the opportunity to pitch in the 7th, 8th, and even ninth inning on occasion. He's got two more full seasons, by the way, does Matt Bush. He's not going anywhere. Now, he was the prize of the trade deadline uh, of existing players. Yes. I know that number shrunk. I agree. I think it was a great move by them. And also, just because... Devin Williams doesn't throw 98 miles an hour doesn't mean he doesn't have swing and miss stuff. The dude has the best pitch in baseball, and I do not hesitate when saying that, in his changeup. I mean, when you saw it today, the fear in the bottom third of the order's eyes facing Devin Williams, knowing the changeup's in his back pocket, yet all three strikeouts were on fastballs. That's swing and miss stuff. That's how nasty he is, dominating with just two pitches. And he doesn't need velo to get it by you. It's because of his deception, because of the changeup. I think Devin Williams is going to develop into something Josh Hader-esque in the back end of this bullpen. I truly believe that. I thought he was ready the moment the trade went down. I said, okay, this is Devin Williams' ninth inning. This is, as much as it is frustrating to lose Josh Hader from the Brewers fans' perspectives, it's also a compliment to Devin Williams saying, we believe in you, we think you're ready for this role. And I think we're going to see him flourish here in this final final month or so. 855-616-1620. Got one more segment left. We'll hear from Craig Council coming up on the other side. It's Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. More Brewers Weekly coming up on WTMJ. I think we've played good baseball this series. You know, I mean, we'd, you'd obviously like more runs. The team's got something to do with it. Hard to complain. To me, I, I'm not going to complain one bit about the series we just played. We played a good series. Brewers manager Craig Council following today's game, a 5-3 win over the Dodgers, as you heard. Brewers split the four-game series with the best team in baseball. Now it's off to Chicago, a three-game weekend series against the Cubs. All afternoon starts here, Dom, and I, you've come to expect that, I suppose, playing at Wrigley. I never know what to expect going down there, and you've been to enough games at Wrigley Field to know that the bizarre will happen frequently it's a matter of is the wind blowing in is the wind blowing out like that's a thing that is definitely a thing not only is there rain in the forecast for the weekend you've got the air show happening this weekend the the, the jets are flying oh, over good. the blue angels are in town jet noise everywhere so that's another little wrinkle that you'll have at Wrigley this weekend why not right I, and you're right it's a team that doesn't have anything to play for but they have retained a couple of players who can get you in Ian Happ and Wilson Contreras Patrick Wisdom seems to take the Brewers deep once a series. Like they've they've got they've got something that you just can't overlook and say we're going to be fine here. And the Brewers just aren't in a position to do that, uh, especially given what has happened to the uh, against the Reds and Pirates uh, in the last several days and couple of weeks. So uh, big series, every one of them is for the Brewers from here on out today. It was really about the home run ball for the Brewers. Andrew McCutcheon with the pair. Hunter Renfro with one as well. You know, we got a, a really good day from our guys that have that have hit left-handed pitching really well, um, and that's that's Hunter and, and Kutch. And so big hits from them and with men on base, and obviously Kutch had a huge day, um, really impactful day, and homers with men on base, uh, good things. I've really appreciated Andrew McCutcheon. And just the way he goes about his business, professional. Um, I thought maybe he could hit 15 home runs this season. Uh, I didn't think he'd be playing as much as he is. I don't know that he did either, but uh, with Lorenzo Cain's departure, uh, it kind of opened the door. And you've had some injuries in and out, but he's been kind of the mainstay here, and he was huge today. And this is exactly what he was brought here for, to hit left-handed pitching. And I think an underrated fact about McCutcheon is the fact that he's been able to give you a little more than you expect out of defense. He's been playing left field. He's even filled in in center. So I think there's a lot of good out of that signing. He has delivered that and more for the Brewers this season. 
We are out of time on the program today. I want to thank Brian Anderson for joining us, Justin Pottinger for producing the program. Dom Catrodia will be back on Brewers Extra Innings following Saturday night's game. In fact, you'll have Brewers warm-up leading you up to uh, network coverage at 1245. Headlines are next on WTMJ.